Hey everybody, thank you for joining us today. We pray this message reaches you wherever you are at today in whatever situation you are facing. We pray that the Lord ministers to your life. Hang on till the end, and I want to say a couple more things to you before we're done. Amen. Won't you stand this morning? We're going to honor the reading of God's Word, and this is a very different message. I recognize that. This is not a typical Mother's Day message. Let me say two things. Um, if you got your Bibles, you can turn to the book of James. But let me say this to you first. I felt several weeks ago that the Holy Spirit said to start talking about battles. And I did not recognize the day when I put all these down on pieces of paper. And uh, so some people are already mad at me because they say you're talking about the battle of the mouth on Mother's Day. And there's a coincidence. And I want you to say I did not do that on purpose. No mother jokes. My mother-in-law is here. No mother-in-law jokes. I'm being very nice today, but the Holy Spirit does have a good sense of humor, so I will say that. But also, we're going to talk about the mouth, and I think our mouth is so big, we need to talk about it for two weeks. Okay? Amen. You don't have to like that, but that's the truth. Um, we talked about the mind last week. We're talking about the battle of the mouth for the next two weeks. Um, as my friend Randy said earlier, we did the mind last week. We, we need to check up from the neck up, okay? So... We, we're talking about the mouth for the next two weeks. But here's the thing I want to say. I, I'm going to have some funny things, but I'm going to be very serious as well. But I will say this. If you know me, I'm not saying that we can't enjoy life. I think that, not trying to change the Bible, but I do think sarcasm should be a fruit of the Spirit. Okay? So um, that's just my take on that. So, um, but what does it mean to allow God to guide our mouth? So James chapter 3, beginning with verse 2. Are you ready to hear the word of the Lord this morning? Amen. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. James is kind of joking there, saying nobody is that. Able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is, is so set among your members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does, it, does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh Father, we do thank you for this day. We thank you for hearts today. Lord, I know that today, for some, it is a day of heaviness. And I just pray that you just speak to their hearts today and encourage them. But Father, today, as we understand what it means to win the battle, I just pray that you help us to hear what you're saying. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Turn around and high-five a few people and say, Happy Mother's Day, and you may be seated.
I did forget to mention today, I will say this for all of the ladies here. Um, we have a gift as you leave today. They're nice aprons that say Landmark Ladies on those, and we want you to be able to have those. And then we also have a photo booth out here, and we have other things. So enjoy all of that. Amen. I don't want any of you to raise your hand right now because you may get in trouble, but you can nod your head. How many of you would be honest that your mouth has got you in trouble at some point in your life? Amen. Maybe some of you feel like this meme I saw the other day. Look at this. When you want to be petty, but the Holy Spirit got your back. That's the Holy Ghost and me. Some of you are just offended today that we played James Taylor and showed the Golden Girls, so you can't even think about the message any longer, but just kidding. Sometimes this is the way we feel. Here's the thing. I, I make jokes about it, but the truth is this. The God cares and the Bible cares about our mouths. It, depending on which version you read of the Bible, if you read the King James versions, the one I just looked up, there are 396 verses about your mouth. From 48 books in the Bible, and probably the most famous book that deals with your mouth is the book of Proverbs, because it appears 50 times in the book of Proverbs. And so this morning, a few things I want to say to you. I want to say this, number one, your words matter. Your words matter. Today, I'm going to lay a foundation. Next week, we're going to get into some very practical things and allow the Holy Spirit to help us. But today, I want to just lay, I want to lay a foundation. Your words matter. It's not just about shaping what happens. There are some people that take this so far, and I've said this to you before, they go so far that they believe if you say something, you can create that thing right in front of you. I've tried that with a million dollars, and it's not appeared just yet. But I do believe, but here's the other problem. Because of that, we go the other way. And I believe this. I believe that your words shape how you deal with things and how you react to things and how you feel about things. Your words have the ability to shape that. Three scriptures I want to give you very quickly, and this first one deals with that very famous one, Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it are going to eat its fruit. Here's the question. What kind of life are you living? Are you producing fruit in your life that is life, or is it death? Are you producing the kind of words that bring life to a situation or bring death? And depending on how you talk about things, depending on how you shape things, you can bring death to something, or you can bring life to something. And if you're not careful, here's what happens. Proverbs 6, 2, says this, you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. Have you ever said something and you knew immediately you were snared and trapped by the words that just came out of your mouth. You knew immediately that I'm in trouble by what I just said because your words can be a snare and they can be a trap. But your words also have the opposite effect. Look at Proverbs 12, 25. It says this, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. That anxiety can cause you to be depressed. Worry and anxiety can cause you to feel and 
anxious and worry and depressed, but a good word can make you glad. Somebody coming along and encouraging you. Somebody coming along beside you and acknowledging you and bringing a good word. A good word can make you glad. A good word can change the situation. A good word has the power to change what is going on and the way you feel about it and the atmosphere around it. And we've got to get to the place where we realize my words matter. The words, I, I just keep hearing, the whole time I'm, sir, I'm, I'm preaching this, I keep hearing this movie called Rush Hour. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? And I want to say, do you understand the words that are coming out of your mouth? Because the truth is this, the words that are coming out of your mouth can have death or life. They can cause anxiety or they can cause you to be glad. They can snare you, but I also believe the opposite of true. I believe the words coming out of your mouth can free you. They can free you because the Holy Spirit works with that. And when you confess these things, they can free you from sin. They can free you from, from un unforgiveness and bitterness. They can free you from all kinds of things because you began to use your mouth for the right things and began to declare the right things and so that's why your words matter amen because of that I want you to know what the enemy is doing there is a battle for your tongue there's a battle for your mouth there's a battle going on because the enemy knows something that if you live a certain way talk a certain way listen I feel this I feel some of you go into a battle already losing because of the words that come out of your mouth you walk into the battle and you're already defeated. Because you walk in saying, I'll never be good enough. I'll never be smart enough. You walk in saying, I'm never going to win this. This is always going to be this way. And the words coming out of your mouth prove you are defeated before you ever walk into a place. And listen to me. If you're a negative person, you don't like positive people around you. When somebody's positive, you get upset. You shake your head. You think, why in the world are you talking like this? That You must be naive. But listen, it's not naive. It is this it is I recognize that God is for me and not against me and I don't have to live in a negative place all the time even though the world may be negative I don't have to talk about that all the time I can realize that God has changed me and set me free and I can recognize who I am in Christ and I can declare those things over a situation amen the enemy wants you to constantly talk about worry and fear and anxiety. Because if that's what's coming out of you, we'll get into this next week, that means that's what's in you. And so what happens many times, our mouth is the temperature gauge for really what is inside of here. I'll use the scripture again next week, but out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so what happens is this, the enemy knows if I can get you trapped, if I can get you saying those things, because here's the thing we grew up hearing, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Because words do hurt. And we carry those words. We carry those things with us. And the enemy knows if he can just get you to say something, say something over a situation to say something to your spouse say something to your kids say something over to your boss say something to your co-workers that is going to be carried for a long time and so the enemy wants you to be trapped up and tripped up by the words coming out of your mouth and I believe there's a battle going on but I've got good news we serve a God who still wins battles amen and we serve the kind of God that can help us win the battle amen so next you understand you must tame your tongue. 
you must tame your tongue. We love going to the zoo. We got a river zoo pass so we can all go to the zoo and just good exercise, get to see the animals. I like going to the gorilla part. I feel like it's a family reunion when I show up right there. <laughs> but I, I do. It's actually one of my favorites because you get so close to the animals. Most of the time, I don't know if this one gorilla just lives there because it seems like he's always, at least one gorilla, whatever. I don't know if it's the same one, but that gorilla is always there. But if you know what I'm talking about, there's a little glass enclosure, and you go in, and they're, really right, they're literally right on the other side of this glass. I mean, you can put your hand up there and almost touch. The, I mean, it's like you're touching them. They're right there. The truth is, you would never do that in the wild because you would be killed. But the reason you do it there is because they have been tamed. There's something in between you and them that is taming them so that they can't get to you. You realize God gave you something to tame your tongue, and it's called your teeth and your mouth. He put a perimeter around it. He put something there to block your tongue. So in other words, you don't have an excuse. You don't have to say all these things. I'll get to that next week as well. But the truth is this. He gave you a mechanism to tame your tongue. And it's this stuff right here that says you can close those things. Here's one of my favorite quotes. Silence is golden, but duct tape is silver. <laughs> you may need some help. You may need some help. I almost passed out duct tape today, but I thought that would be really bad on Mother's Day. Okay, if that was going to be the other thing. The truth is this, though, there's sometimes we feel like we need help. But here's what James says, out of your mouth flow blessings and cursings. And I love when James says this. I don't know why there's just certain phrases that are just funny to me. He goes, brothers, that ought not be. In other words, stop it. This is, this is common sense. Out of the same mouth, you can't have salt water and fresh water coming out of the same mouth. Out of your mouth can't come blessings and cursings. If you're speaking negatively over something, then you're not giving the God credit, and you're not speaking positively over that, and the Word of God over that. If you're cursing something, and you're not blessing it. Both of those things cannot come out of your mouth at the same time. You must learn to tame your tongue. You must learn to have power over your tongue. One of the serious fruits of the Spirit, even though my, my sarcasm isn't listed, but one of the serious ones is really this, is self-control. And we don't talk about that enough. That one of the fruits of the Spirit is when the Holy Spirit indwells me now, I can't have an excuse. Well, I just can't help myself. That's not true. We are called to have self-control. And so my last point is this, that you will never tame the tongue without the help of the Holy Spirit. James says this, he said, your, son, your tongue is set on fire by hell. But here's the good news, I also believe your tongue is set on fire by heaven. And I believe if you let God do it, we're two weeks from today is Pentecost Sunday, and we're going to see God empower some people to do some amazing things. But I want you to know today that your mouth can either bless or it can curse. And it depends on how you use it. It depends on how you use it to what happens. But the only way you're going to tame this thing is with the power of the Holy Spirit. You've got to have the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, I love to watch football. I was even watching mainly because Bob Stoops was coaching. I was watching football last night. And I like to watch football. Here's what happens. The quarterback goes into a huddle and calls a play. And then he goes out and he watches the defense. And if the defense does a certain thing, he's allowed to call an audible. 
In other words, we're going to change this up because things aren't going like we thought they were going to go, so we're going to change it up. And listen, some of you need to start letting the Holy Ghost call an audible in your tongue and your mouth. You need to realize that you've got to allow the Holy Spirit to have control of your tongue. That you've got to stop having power over everything in your life. The problem with many of us is we don't like to surrender. We don't like to give up control and power. And we like to be the ones in charge. We like to say, you know what, I'm a grown adult. I can say what you want. You're right, you can say what you want. But you know what, you are not exempt from the consequences that your words do in that moment. Because you say what you want. That's okay but listen there are consequences by what you say and when you begin to recognize that and realize I want my mouth to be under the control of the Holy Spirit I want my tongue to be tamed that the tongue Paul I mean James says this it is a small thing but it defiles the whole body everything about your life can be changed because of the power what is inside your mouth and when you begin to realize I love the psalm says this with the high praises of God in my mouth and a two-edged sword in my hand. I will march right up to the, the old song used to sing, I will march right up to the victor side, right into Canaan's land. I am going with the sword of the Spirit, but I'm also going with the high praises of God in my mouth that you need to declare over your family. I know things aren't going well, but I declare the high praises of God, that God is going to restore what the enemy is trying to destroy. You need to speak over your job and you need to begin to say, you know what? I know I don't like where I'm at, but I'm glad I got a paycheck every month. And I'm going to declare that I'm going to be a good, faithful employee until God brings something else along. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. You begin to declare faithfulness over your life, faithfulness over your finances. You begin to declare the goodness of God and let the high praises of God be in your mouth. And you begin to declare the goodness over the, of the Lord over everything that is going on. Amen? I believe when we begin to live with that sense of praise, we begin to realize, God, I am not where I want to be. I said this Monday night at Rob's Ranch, and it's something we say around here a lot. I'm not where I want to be, but I thank God I'm not where I used to be. It's not an ignorance. It's saying, you know what? I'm not who I want to be. I want to, I want to do better. I want God to help me. I want to be more sanctified. I want to be more like Jesus. But I'm so glad I'm not where I used to be, that God has done something. And you begin to have that kind of attitude. And you begin to declare those things. Instead of being negative, listen to me. I'll be honest. Negativity, if I'm not careful, I'm going to be very vulnerable right now. Okay, very vulnerable. Because these are the kind of people you need in your life. But I caught myself lately just being negative about a lot of things. And my own dad, who I love very much, was just here visiting. He, he, he said, son, I woke up at 1 o'clock in the morning the other day, and the Holy Spirit, he goes, and he, I could tell, he's texting. But I, you, sometimes you can read fear in the text. I don't mean fear in a bad way. I mean, he did not want to hurt my feelings. But my dad's texting me, and he said, son, you've always been a very positive person. He says, one thing I've always admired, you've always been positive, you've always seen the funny side of things, and he said, but I just noticed this time just some negativity slipping in, and he said, I just want to warn you, and, he, and, and I said, Dad, thank you, I needed that, you're right, and he, and he messaged me back and said, I'll always be your, your biggest, I'll be, always be on the sideline cheering you on, but I needed that kind of person in my life to call me out and say, I recognize, because I noticed myself, my attitude was changing because of the way I was talking about things. My attitude toward people was changing. 
because of the way I was saying about them, at least maybe not out loud, but at least in my mind. And I had to get to the place where, and God's been working on me. Listen to me, what you don't recognize, I have people tell me all the time, well, pastor, I needed that today. I need it before you need it. The Lord deals with me before I give it to you. So if I step on your toes, it's because my toes are crushed. It's because I battle with the Lord for this for a couple weeks, saying, God, I don't want to be a negative person that walks around griping about everything all the time. I'm not saying we can't do better at things. I'm not saying that you can't call things out to help people or to make things better. But I'm telling you, it's an attitude of the heart that comes out of your mouth. Because your heart begins to think negatively about everything. That things are never going to be good. Things are always messed up. And when you begin to act that way, it begins to come out and it begins to shape the world around you. But when you begin to recognize that, you know what? I am going to let the word of God be what comes out of me. I'm preaching my sermon next week a little early, but listen to me. When you begin to recognize what God says and you begin to live that way, it can change and shape the way you act and you feel and this morning some of you have been in a battle for your mouth and God said I came to set you free I came today to help you because you've had words spoken over you and God wants to set you free today I want the worship team to come I'm just gonna listen to the Holy Spirit right now just hey everybody thank you so much we are so honored that you chose to join us today for this message and our prayer is for you and your family that you would be uplifted and encouraged if today you receive Christ or if you would like to give to the vision of Landmark Church if you would go to our website www.landmarkchurchok.com there's more information there how you can do all of that and also if you have a prayer request please let us know how we can we pray in for you guys we love you and hope you have a blessed time